0: And okay, let's begin again, Siv uh, on page Chof. We began this last week. Let's read the first line of the Mechaber again. B'mokom, shenegu heter, b'pashal palter. Those who are eating, pas mafilu nolish nolash which means... The guy turned on the oven here. So those will make tea past palter. That's fine. Chidushiz, even if it's kneaded with eggs, two different chidushim here. One is, it's an egg khala, The egg is not visible. And the second case, which we're not going to get to right now, is when the eggs are actually on top, shmir uh, We started at Nun beis where we laid down Hanukkah number one is that eggs this is crucial for the understanding so we'll just review it quickly eggs are also Mitam Bishalakum in order to be Bishalakum you need to have something that is not eaten raw normally and it is Eilal Shulchan the assumption then as it is now it didn't change is that eggs are classic Bishalakum material which means they're Treif Midra if a guy Makes them if you're made, makes them even for herself. She just trafed up your skillet. And we'll discuss. Many months from now, we get to kufir gimel. How trafe is it? And what are the sniff from the So that 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 does happen once in a while. So after I said that last week. So we have uh, Baruch Hashem uh, listeners all over the world. So Shlomo Rubenstein from Eitz Israel sent me an email. We have a lot of good connoisseurs listening this year, which makes uh, food, kashras, uh, in yanim for the next year or so very interesting. Uh, he's not listening to it live. Maybe he is. He, you know, he would be fish. Could be he gets up that early. Of course, I'll find out when I get home. Uh, send me another email. Anyway, so uh, he brought Hashem Ezechah to live in Eti now, but he's still with us. So he had two interesting comments. On the Allah parts, so parts, if you recall, I uh, expressed reservation, I didn't say it was impossible, um, whether or not uh, these things are very fancy um, today, do they serve them in the White House, or at fancy, fancy dinners. So, to address, that's a kasha I was asking, because if they're not, then why is it Bish is it's not Allah Shulchanan? So, I already gave the half answer, but he... Here's a full answer. The half answer is, is that maybe a soft-boiled egg is not so kosher, but uh, omelets and various fancy names are. It doesn't make a difference how the egg is prepared. I was just leaving open the question, what happens if she just makes herself a soft-boiled egg in your pot? And you would go, as Akiva, you were asking, do you go by the way it's prepared or not? Would you perhaps have a kulo that the soft-boiled egg is not considered kosher? if she didn't make herself a fancy omelet? That's what we were discussing. So to that, Steve uh, mentions... Soft-boiled eggs are considered very fancy. Who says so? So, Shlomo says so. Okay, but, that's, uh, but he has to bring, you've got to bring Araya. You can't, uh, So Sanu, no, you want to bring Araya. This is the second, I n- before last week, I never even heard of a three-star Michelin restaurant. I had it, this is the second time this week somebody told me about this. The other one was, somebody was telling me, Amaisa, he, um, he's an executive for a very large company, and he was out in the West Coast, and the company had a, a very fancy, um, for all the executives, had a big meeting of many, many people. And he told me they took everybody to a three-star Michelin restaurant. I was not impressed. And I told him so, and then he explained to me why I should be impressed. And he said, he, said, I, he, said he got a lot of scar. I said, why would you get a lot of scar? And I said, by the way, which kosher restaurant is a three-star Michelin restaurant? So he started laughing. Uh, he said, no, no, let me explain. A three-star Michelin restaurant, there's like ten of them in the entire country. And I said, one of them is Prime Grill? He said, not really. Uh, <laughs> that's not to me mostly lies on Prime Grill. It's a very fancy place. He said, he, he said it was mortifying. He said he was sitting there with, a, with 50 of the top executives. This is a publicly traded company. Okay, this is like a big thing. They do this once a year. And they're all sitting around, and they brought him out his plastic-wrapped uh, kosher uh, dinner, which he said, happened to taste tasted very good, it was ordered from a nearby community. And they're all looking at him like he is from the moon. In New York, at least they wouldn't they better kosher consumer. He said he says the um of the skar he got sitting there throughout that entire meal, they had fifteen courses. Each course was served, was barely a biteful. It was they got the truffles from Amsterdam and they got the this and that, and they it was wild, he said. And he said when they got to the main course, it was like two and a half bitefuls. He says, if, if they were Jewish, they probably wouldn't have had a gazayas. It would have been a Shailon or something. But okay, but they weren't Jewish, so they didn't have the problem. Um, so anyways, he's telling me about this. So, so I'm pretty smart. I, was, I wanted to tell Steve that he's going to hear it now, that if he thinks I was born yesterday, I knew exactly what a three-star Michelle restaurant was, like from the day before. Uh, so... So now, in case anybody, I'm, I'm doing this to cover all you Amaratsim who didn't know what a three-star Michelin restaurant is. One second. So he says they're served in the three-star Michelin restaurants in Paris, not even in Los Angeles, in Paris. This guy was in Frisco, by the way, San Francisco. But, uh, but uh, it's supposed to be very choshev, and therefore even the soap Bowl days are That's important, uh, because once, if this is true, and I assume he researched it, uh, then even if she makes a soft bold egg in your pot, I don't have much to go on. There might be other sniffing local about the kashring, but again, we'll get to that in Kuf Gimel. Yes, you want to tell me something about the three stars? Well, as it happens, there's a movie. somehow this time comes across. Oh, sure, i got plenty of time to watch I a movie about a three-star Michelin well, yeah, restaurant. A, <laughs> I was running Michelin, I would have given it five stars, first of all. I don't know why they stopped at three, but it's a clash <laughs> on a mesa. But, me, I know. You know. I know. I, I realize that. Three is a lifetime I know. But, <laughs> but I understand, yeah. The, the movie goes over this exact, you know, how food is about experience in, and it's not about stuff. I got fun. that. That's why I told you over the first story in San Francisco. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So um, I get a lot of ideas from the Shailas. He was leading to something. The other guy was telling me how mortified he was. Uh, but the, you know what? That's the... So he said his meal was very good. It's just that everybody was staring at him. Uh, but, you know, you, uh, you live as a from Yidnebuch in America. This is the from Yid Nebuch. he gets to eat at a fancy restaurant, a fancy dinner, but it's just not 15 courses. Uh, but he said it was uncomfortable. And I, I understand that, but that's the way it is. He wasn't... Uh, he's, uh, he's not going off the door because of it. He just uh, was telling me the story in a different context. Yeah. Okay, so I thought somebody was going to... Uh, I don't want to get too much of the Kuhfut Gimel, I just want to mention about the eggs, just a little touch upon your Uh There are a few kosher Dunkin' Donuts in the tri-state area. And Dunkin' Donuts is not only about donuts today, it's also about breakfast. And they make eggs, as it's And they have these powdered eggs, and they put them in the microwave, and they make eggs. So, one thing's for sure, those eggs are probably, I mean... I don't want to insult Dunkin' Donuts... I can't imagine if you put any, any prefab eggs in a microwave that that's going to be Eloh Shochem But it doesn't make a difference because if you go after the actual egg after the min, which again, we didn't get into that debate, but I keep referring to it, then eggs are Eloh You don't have to dine each way it's made. But once possible sniffle is, despite Dunkin' Donuts' claim that it's delicious, it's probably not Eloh Shochem That's number one. And then number two is what you're raising. Uh, there's, a, there's a tzad, uh, not an insignificant tzad, that making something in a microwave is not included in the xayar. And it made the xayra that Amakov that. It's not including the Xaira. and the Rava Mashia of that Ashkocha gave it on that premise. Both those, both those from the uh, If I were you, I'm not knocking that he did it, but uh, if I were you going to Dunkin' Donuts, I would skip the eggs because neither neither assumption is very partial. But I, I, I hear where they're coming from, and I'm not saying it's chazatreif, but uh, but uh, you know unless you're really dying for an egg, um, you know have it at home and just take the donuts out. The donuts, by the way. Is a, is a separate huge issue because is that Pas Yisrael or which, is that Pas Akum which is acceptable if you want to go through Ramah or is that Bishol which is Treif so obviously they're assuming it's not Bishol either the question if they're given the same the question is why the answer is is that either it's not a Lashol alochem. which again if Dunkin Donuts heard about that in any Sheer they would go through the roof uh, their donuts are not a Lashol alochem. so that's one sniff and the other sniff is that it might not be Bishal, you know we make a donut it's baked and it's deep fried. It's the Weathers Bishul so, You remind me, I'm sure we'll discuss Dunkin' Donuts a lot when we get to Kofi and Gimbal. Yes? You know, Chal this show that's powdered milk. Oh, it's Chal I don't think anybody goes to... i with powdered milk. Yeah, that's the Shrachah Heter also. We get, by the way, one of the Simonum coming is about the uh, of Akum. Yeah, we're going to get to the powdered milk. That's also, you know, like if you're stuck somewhere, you have a choice between Chal of Akum and powdered milk take the powdered milk, but most people don't take the powdered milk. Uh, powdered milk finds its way into many, many products. Most of Enteman's uh, cakes, most uh, commercial cakes, uh, have plenty of powdered milk. because It's cheaper. And there is a sniffle hawk. and I tell people who are trying to wean themselves off of aquam, I always try to explain to people Judaism is not all or nothing. So I tell them, why don't you start with the straight milk and be make only Enteman's and all that, but only has powdered milk. Because there is such a, it's a minority opinion, but... If you're trying to wean yourself off, it's, uh, it's, you know, certainly better than nothing. But again, that's a few on them over. Awesome. We're going to, uh, what? Powdered milk what? Yeah, the powdered milk finds out a lot of commercial products. It's just, it's, it's financially the way to go. It's, a, it's milk biscuits. So you can tell from the uh, on the bank, I guess. Ah, okay. You can also look at in the ingredients, by the way. I think they have to yeah, tell you it's when started. it's powdered milk. Okay, yeah. that, was, that was Shlomo's first comment. So, um, it's interesting. Uh, I, I wasn't ready to be make with the kashring anyway, but, but, he's, uh, but he's insisting that even a soap all egg is allah the sholuch Then he mentions the second point we we're discussing about the, um, whether it's ne'uchel kamoshu chai. So all the chazanim accosted me after shir, trying to insist that it was ne'uchel kamoshu uchai. And I repeat, that's only for the chazanim. If you're gargling with it or swallowing it, that doesn't mean anything. There's one fellow here in the shir sitting with us, one of our very chashiva members, who uh, claims I forget he eats it still now? Or he ate it a lot when he was growing up. Whatever the case may be, uh, that's you go by the norm. I'm not saying he's not normal, but you go by the norm. So, uh, so, so, um, uh, so Shlomo says, uh, I'm not saying he's not normal either. Off the top of my head, there are at least three raw egg preparations that are common: mayonnaise, real Caesar salad dressing, and sushi. Most commonly in America, quail egg is put on top of a salmon caviar sushi which I can't even claim I knew. Um, none of these three things, by the way, are, are really a raya, because all these things are part, maybe the exception of the last one, are part of a part of something else. They're not eating straight eggs. Right? I assume the Caesar salad dressing is eggs plus a bunch of other things. But I guess I'll find out about it tomorrow's email. Uh, but if it's mixed with other things, then that really doesn't count. But that's just a raya. It's not, it's not really ne'echo k'moshu chai. Anyway, that's the story with the eggs. Now that we know the eggs are Bishra material, let's go back. Go to five lines in the bottom on page Chof in the Chagaz Benyamin. Second word line, first line is Iser. Everybody got it? Second word is L'hochi Kamash Malan. I assume anybody who uh, needed a saver has one already. L'hochi Kamash Malan Machaber. Since they're already mixed in the dough before the baking process, before the Bishel process, so it never became Moser's Bishel because it was in there before and then it disappeared in the flour, soaked up by the flour. Since the Lechem is under the PAS category, and we're talking about the Me'ekilim PAS, now, this is a very important extrapolation. We happen to be talking about eggs now. Well, let's say you put something else in the bread, Put all sorts of things in bread, uh, that also would have carried with it uh, a bishalakam issue. And it's not knicker. That's a little hard to do. Let's say you had, we make, we call this, uh, we'd call this a knish or a kugel, uh, and it usually is Nicker so it's not going to help. But if you, technically, if you put meat in there, meat's Allah Shochem that's Bisholakim. If you put meat in there and you couldn't tell the meat from the flour, it's very, very disguised, so then you'd have the same heter. That's what he means here. His example is uh, Shuman. Shuman is shmaltz for meat, let's say, which is Allah Shochem And that will also often disappear. But the Shuman itself is also Bisholakim. That's an important point. It's not the meat itself, it's the Shuman and um, it's, a, it's an easier case to say and it was Nivla uh, it's now disappeared but if you have meat let's say a meatloaf in a, in a, in a pass, which is, you can easily make it that way but you can still see it but you can still see it even though it's 5% of the product or 10% of the product. So in Hilchus Brochus, is very important, we would say acre of a tuffle. It's not a gab, it's bread, so you'd wash anyway. But if this were a Kanish, we still say acre and we would say it's, uh, it's mezanis. That doesn't work over here. Once you can even have a little bit of a, a bowl of meat in the middle, a bit of then that is also special Akam, and the rest of it would have been mutter, but now. The tam will go in. We'll see what we do with that. And asar din which is a type of k'nish, which we will discuss shortly. Okay? So for this first hetter, it has to disappear. That's rule number one. Nun the he puts in a side thing over here. Um, we're, we're talking about a guy baking bread with eggs in it, making an egg challah. It's... Uh, pretty clear that it's not under hashkocha. I explained that last time. In the olden days, they didn't put any other ingredients. They didn't put it under hashkocha. Which means the eggs weren't checked. So is that a problem? So today it's from bakeries. That under hashkocha we have many baruch hashem, many yidurim and it's uh, chalv yisrael, patzi and yashon and uh, whatever else you need. Baruch hashem. Uh, we have the ability to do it. We have the market for it. They will also advertise on bakeries, baked products. Uh, you look at the Reismans or, or any of the other bakeries they'll say that the eggs were checked and they are probably also not left overnight and all the other hiderm. These eggs weren't checked. So how are we eat the challah anyway? They put the uh, eggs in it and they weren't checked. So that's why he comes to say, <speaking in Hebrew> You don't have to worry that there was dominant. Because you go by Rove roi, beitsim don't have blood in it. So you don't have to worry about a blood spot. Maybe they took it from an ostrich. It's not cost-effective to use ostrich eggs for uh, egg bread, egg challah. So, and they're not matzi benenu, and therefore it's unlikely that they used it. Uh, this is an important din. We have a strong minhag to check eggs. We even have a minhag to uh, boil three eggs in a pot together in case one had a blood spot. That's bottle two to one. But none of that's ma'akev, and it's not a din. They're both men hugging. It's davar Minyan, It should be. Because the answer is All these things, are, all those are chumah So we're just rather the bital deraisa. So uh, chabatrei voice midoraisa. But the point is, it's not maakev. It's clearly not maakev, and it's so not maakev that we're buying this bread from the guy lechatchilu, knowing full well that he's not going to check the eggs tomorrow or the next day. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not d'orabon. The Indian of checking the eggs is a minik. Yeah, yeah. If it was d'orabon, we wouldn't allow it. Why? Yeah, but in, in Europe, in small towns, if the guy's making it there's, no, it, there's no aim of, there's no, they're doing it for the consumer of most of the guy. But in small towns, you might have had, 70% of the town was Jewish and had a geisha baker. He's doing it for them after a while and you're coming the next day, the next day. So what do you mean? We just get a, every day you let them go by, you don't check, you don't check the eggs. So the answer is, you don't have to. That's a nice hitter. You don't have to. Ice-hitter. Okay, which is why we're not insisting he do arm and hug him. But if it was a din, it's not a vert in in in. in yeah. yeah, but you don't have to come on to that. It's true, true. We have a din. We have a din of vadal nisachat We have a din. We have a din to a banu, not to use kelim anywhere in Yemen. Rav Moshe says it's true. If the factory is not the a shkachad, he's using a as anywhere in Yemen. Stop kelim anywhere in Yemen. It's kosher. B'diav, it's all it's stale blyas. Right? So that's the point you're making, but you don't have to come on to that. It's easier it's than that. It's not a din. So, 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 so it's better. I don't know. The nafkamina between what you're saying is that okay, okay, but, uh, but we had a real strong shash that there was blood spots, it's real chiv to check and this was like a Hamish operation where it was a town with 30 families, 20 which were Jewish. I don't know how comfortable we'd be in having a minute to order the bread beam and not and have him to check the eggs. Had it really been a, a real din l'chat uh, that's that's not giving in between, what I'm suggesting what you're what you're saying. Yeah, mayonnaise the what was that? Mayonnaise, but the yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Mayonnaise. I made with a lot of eggs. Any other ingredient? What's the other ingredient? In mayonnaise besides some spices? Oil, 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 and eggs. But eggs is like the, the first ingredient, right? Obviously. What? <laughs> It's, uh, and it just has uh, oil and spices. So yeah, that's, that's the head Good news is, there's another head to says in the shuvah about checking eggs today, he says in America, they have this new mini due to the great level of sneas and kedusha here in America. They've separated all the heads and the chickens. Said, ah, Taruva's a co-ed farm. That wouldn't be right. So they separated everything and uh, they did this purely for economical reasons and uh, they want to market eggs. They don't want blood spots and eggs because it's not good for business. His guys don't like it either. When the, the American housewife opens it up in South Dakota, she says, yuck. She doesn't like it, so they don't want it, and they, they segregate everything. You have to p- pay now almost double to get a free-range egg. Free-range just means, it's funny how all these names, free-range just means it's an egg like it was 50 years ago on the farm where the hens and the chickens live together like one happy family, and it could be an a- almost fertilized egg, and you might have a blood spot. Uh, so Ramesha says, and the truth of a din, the minute doesn't even apply in America, because they're segregated anyway, and they it with a vengeance. We should have that, have a patrol, they have barbed wire, that's a whole, it's a whole operation there. They don't want any, any chickens, like mar Bad talks about, it's not from the Ma'ara. And, um, and Lamaisa. Lomaisa says, since eggs are cheap, you'll find to in the minute, you they see a blood spot, so check it anyway and throw it out. Because you never know, but uh, keep up the mini. But Lamaisa in America today, it's certainly more call. Yeah. No, all flour, chamej dug on, if it's baked, uh, if it's baked, it's under pass. If it's cooked like it's in spaghetti, then it's bishul. The difference in alocha, when you use the word asiya, it means it's being baked. Bishol is a liquid medium. All the OU, OU stelladaros and everything are 100% kosher. They're just not always Chalav Yisrael, pasi Yisrael, or yoshan. No, what? Three small details. Otherwise, everything's fine. No, what? Cook what? Cook raviolis, not ravioli so cooked uh spaghettios, let all those are visually so no, none of them are visually soft, because not all are shokum alochem. Oh but the spaghetti? pasta. So again we're going to prepare. Uh is it pre cooked? You're just reheating it? I don't know which company you're finding to. Really? Yeah. So um what about things
1: like who's Ready made.
0: I thought the Hamisha brands make couscous. They're American brands that make couscous. Yeah, yeah. Really? It's uh, again, we're gonna have. A, I promise you, we're gonna have a very good time. when We get to Kufiut Gimel, but uh, and I will tell you many interesting stories, the ones I'm able to tell you publicly. Um, but the, the, the biggest challenge of professional kosher is to figuring out when you have to make bein on bishayi yisrael. Uh, one possible answer is you're going by the way it's prepared, which they use by potato chips. And anything in a can is certainly not Eloh Shocham That's for sure. That's one of the Aterim by the tuna fish. But they have nine other Aterim by the tuna fish. I don't think they have nine other Aterim by the spaghetti. But yes, yes, yes. Well, when we get to it, you're going to. Wise. Wise, Rafi, do you ever hear a company, Wise? Wise Potato Chips? You've heard of them. Okay, so uh, Wise Potato Chips has an OU. It's not Bishy Yisrael. Potatoes are Eloh Shocham What's going on? So they they hold that it, it goes by the way it's prepared, and the most unclassy food you can ever get. And Shlomo Rubinstein better not send me an email how the three star Michelin restaurant serve potato chips. Uh, it's the most unclassy food you could possibly get, and therefore they hold it, it goes by the way it's prepared. and Therefore, it's not Bishulakim. That's the Heter. Rabbi Yoshef doesn't like it. There are Peskim who don't. They're holding off to the men, but uh, but there are there are Peskim. You know, it's an old machlekes. No. Wonder Breads is, is this exact example. I don't know what they're putting in there. Even if they're putting eggs and all these stuff, you can't see any of it. It's bread. Really can't see it. That's his vert. That's his whole vert. Okay, Mitzvah Shem will uh, continue tomorrow night.